Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is a Wednesday. It is January the 8th, 2020. Welcome in to the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Nary. He's Dane Martinez. Time to get you ready to make it rain here. Plenty of opportunities. We got ourselves a bunch of NBA games here tonight, 56 college hoops games, a couple of NHL games, still got a national championship game just around the corner. And, of course, Saturday and Sunday will provide us the opportunity to get a little bit closer to a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl champion. So plenty uh, to get to here over the next couple of hours. Uh, But, of course, uh, yesterday, uh, even last night, uh, all about the coaching carousel and some of the organizations who had decided to hit the reset button a little bit here, move on from their uh, former coaches and begin the interview process and a lot of, Uh, It's just amazing to me the level of the media and how, and I guess it shouldn't really be shocking to us. It's so funny that we get taken back by it. But the media today is so about uh, just uh, being right and not about getting it right. There is such a rush to get the scoop and the story and be the first one out there and and it starts at the very top. I'm not talking about, you know, blowhole bloggers and stuff along those lines, along the, that'll right. post anything and everything to click on headlines. I am talking about the big boys here. I am talking about what is supposed to be the upper echelon, the pros. Yeah, in like the your Schefters, your Rappaport, your Glazers. They're all about, yeah, these guys here who should be have a little more journalistic integrity. They absolutely don't. And in the span, while we were on the air yesterday, Uh, In the morning after the final two hours yesterday of that show from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., it was the stories were changing left and right. It it started with Matt Rule going to Carolina and the immediate reaction after that was he didn't even get on a plane to go to the Giants. He said, screw the Giants, yada, yada, yada. Then, shortly after that, it came out that the Giants are looking at uh, Joe Judge. Who? Joe Judge. What the hell, Joe Judge? What is that? Why, they couldn't get Matt Rule, so they settled for Judge? Oh, wait a minute. Then we got Jason Garrett also coming in now to be a uh, – to be a. It, it just – it was so convoluted, but when it was all said and done, guys, it absolutely – the sequence made sense. The Giants were set to get Matt Rule for an interview. He met with Carolina first. He got offered a ridiculous sum of money, a ridiculous deal. He picked up the phone. And he called the Giants and said, "Give me, here's what I'm looking at. Match it, and I'm on the plane, guys. Give me a reason to get on the plane and come to see you guys, and I'm good to go. The Giants were not prepared to give him seven years and $60 million guaranteed. So and they the went with Don't forget about the buyout. Right. And the buyout. <laughs> so they were, he was absolutely, so it wasn't that he, ah, screw Gettleman, screw the, no. He picked up the phone. He tried to call. The Giants also did not hire Joe Judge and then call Jason Garrett and request an interview. 
That interview had already been requested, but it was never for the head coaching job. It was always for the OC job. So, and again, the media is so fast to throw all of these things out. The reality is they canceled that interview because they told Joe Judge, you're going to pick your coordinators. If you want Jason Garrett, go get him. That, that's fine. But the Giants had done absolutely everything right. They were given the opportunity for rule, and they opted not to pay him that kind of money. So uh, you got to be very cautious this time of year, and, and even really at this point ever, Dane, with what we hear, because the stories are never right. They're just, we want to be first. And it real the details don't matter anymore, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I hear you, Joe. Good morning, man. Good morning, degenerates on Make It Rain. Let's cock a doodle do it here. It's January 8th, 2020. Vamos. Um, I said last week, Joe, we're also entering the part of the NFL. Cal- like, yes, the reporters racing to be first is one thing, right? And you're absolutely right that there's a tendency out there to be first, get clicks, what have you. But we're also entering the phase of the calendar, Joe, that whether it's coaching news, free agency news, draft prep, the teams will purposely put out smoke screens, right? And so I know that that's a little bit different than the reporters racing and the story changing what you're talking about. But these coaches also are not necessarily going to – these teams are not necessarily going to give you the real answer. At this point, you know, because they don't want other teams knowing where they're going, whether it's when they're forming the staff, whether it's the free agents they're about to be targeting in the next phase of the league calendar. But it is true. And uh, it's not only for head coaches, Joe, because now four of the five head coaching jobs are filled. Right. We got Rivera. We got Rule. We got Judge. We got McCarthy. And there's still only one left in Cleveland. But then we're going to hear the same thing with offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators as they fill their staff. The dominoes keep falling. Um, but Joe, and I don't want this to sound like it's about Joe Judge personally, because he was a special teams coordinator and the Belichick and the, and the, and the Saban and all that. And I haven't done this much, but Joe, what does an African-American got to do to get a job, Joe? Honestly, honestly, I mean, like we talk about some of these coordinators, B enemy, Bowles, Leftwich, even a guy like Marvin Lewis, you know, I, I understand that sometimes these guys are hot names, right? Or they have the blessing of Saban or Belichick. But honestly, it's somewhat disheartening, Joe. You know, it used to be you pay your dues, you become a coordinator, you you, you know, you, you, you develop a good side of the ball, and then you get a chance. Like, Matt Rule is a hot name, sure. Joe Judge? I mean, like, honestly, Joe, what does an African American have to do these days? to get a job uh, well it's the nfl it's what it's always been and and it's what it probably always will be rooney roll aside uh, that was what over 20 years it? ago like, who'd they interview who the giants interview yeah. oh, they'll pull somebody out that was probably in the scouting department or something sure. i mean it, that rule was never that rule was about always saying look at us we're we're, we're trying know, to be we're, go, we're making progress it did. I mean, but look, Eric Bieniemy has been a hot coordinator for the damn Kansas City Chiefs. That looks like a pretty damn good offense. You know yep. what I mean? Like, we're talking about Bowles and Leftwich. Marvin Lewis wants to get back in. You know I've talked about Jim Caldwell. You know, there's others out there. Leslie Frazier, the Bills had a pretty damn good defense. Robert Salah in San Francisco. You know, I mean, I just don't get it. And, like, when I see these guys kind of hop the line on some level, you know, it just – it. I'm not going to go you, too far on the soapbox, Joe. It's a but, come sli- on. but it's a slippery slope. I know. You're, you're asking the team is allowed to do whatever they want. I understand that. 
corporation owners to hire people strictly by race? I mean, I that's know, they even, can do whatever they want. That's even worse. That's even they do worse. Whatever they want. That's even but, worse. That's even worse than not hiring them. That no, I mean, that it seriously you're right. is. They can do whatever they want. They're a private organization. But right. come on, guys. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, welcome back in here to the grid, sportsgrid.com, uh, as uh, we get ready, of course, for a uh, loaded weekend and a big Monday national championship game just around the corner. And, uh, of course, uh, conference championships, divisional championships, rather, uh, still coming here as uh, teams get ready to try and figure out how it is they're going to stop the likes of uh, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Hell, even uh, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. So, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, questions still on the table for a lot of teams. The market's continuing to get pounded by a lot of recreational and public money. And we'll get you caught up with all the latest movements here because uh, some of it is actually significant. But yesterday was all about the, uh, the future of a lot of other teams that aren't in the playoffs and uh, the future... Uh, that is being judged by the simple hire of a new head coach and some people and fans and you expect fans to to go crazy and overreact and nobody ever likes anything until, of course, it actually right. works. Then they don't even remember how pissed off they were about the original move to begin see with. And <laughs> we see this time and time and time again, but they're fans and that's what they should do. But uh, again, the it's so crazy uh, this day and age here where we're so influenced by headlines and we are so not into actually reading and investing the time and effort to get the whole story. We are simply influenced by what we either see in a headline across the scroll or, you know, one or two sentences to describe something and that's it. And that's how we form our opinions these days which is absolutely mind-blowing to me, but that's how it is because a lot of people just don't want to be bothered with getting the full story. And the full story yesterday in a lot of these situations uh, was not what we were hearing, yet I can promise you there were people that might have just tuned into uh, you know, this network yesterday at the time the news was breaking, and the stuff that they had heard was not if they had left after five or 10 minutes was not the real story because the story changed in, in 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, you do that on a large scale, whether it be uh, somebody at work reading a scroll while they're having lunch or the, something pops up yeah. on the phone. Like there is not an effort ever to get the full story or the real story. There's just an effort to uh, to give you exactly on the surface at that particular moment what the story is. And voila, that's what's shaping a lot of people's feelings towards teams, towards coaches, towards players and everything else. And it's just not 
it's a it, it drives me crazy, Dane, from the standpoint of in a two-hour stretch, the narrative we started with yesterday is not the narrative that by eight o'clock last night we had. In fact, when you put it all together and laid it out, you're like, how could these guys be so damn wrong? Like, how could they have been so ridiculous? In painting a picture, and it's amazing to me the influence the media has, where they painted a situation where the Giants' dumpster fire were shunned by Matt Rule, wouldn't right. even talk to, wouldn't talk to him, just went to Carolina. That this is, and then Gettleman panicked, and then they oh, they went out and hurry up. Oh, they hired some random guy that was ridiculous. It's just same thing with McCarthy. It's like, holy crap, guys, this is not the sequence of events and nothing happens in a vacuum. Nothing, especially when you're talking about the NFL and billion dollar organizations. These guys are not stupid. The Mara family, not stupid. Okay, Jerry Jones. Right. Not you stupid can't build guys. An empire. Right. They they do <laughs> right. not make off the cuff decisions based upon what other people do. They are not reactionary. Bill Bill Belichick is not a reactionary kind of guy. Bill Belichick is a guy that looks at the future. He's always prepping, you know, two years, a year in advance, five games in advance. Um, these organizations are not reactionary. Dave Gettleman didn't hire Joe Judge because. Oh, crap, Matt Rule is not even going to come and interview us. No, that's not the case. And Jason Garrett, same situation. Jason Garrett's at the building. Jason Garrett's groveling for his job. Well, Jason Garrett had already got – he was already planning on coming to, to for the Giants for an interview to be his OC. And nobody even mentioned that until, of course – Joe Judge got uh, hired, and then, of course, there was, well, is it going to be Joe Judge? Is it going to be Jason Garrett? I don't know. Why is Jason Garrett coming? Why in the world would they going to hire Jason Garrett? Now they're making his decisions? Blown away, Dana, and it gets worse and worse every year on how little effort so many of us put into actually getting the real story as opposed to just the immediate satisfaction yeah. over a two-minute attention span of, wow, this is what's going on. So some people might have just went to bed going last night being like, wow, that giant organization. What? A, how could they hire a dude they didn't even meet? <laughs> but, but Joe, like, isn't that society, right? I, it's I, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's you know crazy I mean? to like, me. We live it's in crazy. an Adderall, Ritalin, 140-character society, Joe. Yeah, you know, it's... you get an update on your phone, and that's it. We don't have the attention span or care, right, to dig in. We get a little update. We little get a little bang on our phone, and that's it, right? Isn't – I mean – you know, we that has impacts in a, high, a lot of other areas of our society as well, right? There are places that think Facebook is the internet. <laughs> you yeah, know, like exactly. where Twitter is their only yeah. news source. And it's gospel. So, and it's gospel. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a, I think that's a much bigger societal concern <laughs> than about yeah. getting Giants head coaching news. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's the way we are conditioned. That's how we react. You know, this network puts together three-minute clips, right, all the time because people, we just can't digest it anymore. Kids don't have the attention span anymore, you know, yeah. and there's all sorts of commentary and reasons as to why that may be the case. Hopefully, here at Make It Rain and at Sports Grid, we give you a little bit more than that we give you enough that like you'll be okay i can hang my hat on that enough to put your own money on the on that side right but it's it's a it's shame the billion it, it's the media conglomerates yep. that should set the standard 
and you wonder why. You know, you wonder why. They're just feeding what is already the ridiculousness instead because of going, listen, guys, it starts with us because you're the one you we you come to us, right? So we should set the bar a little bit higher. But they don't, and it drives they me absolutely crazy. Demand that of them, Joe. You know, right. uh, like it's still, you know, advertisers will do whatever the public consumes, right? It's still that's still what dictates the market. And it's the public that wants that bite size, don't give me the details. I don't want to care about it. You know, give it to me short and sweet. And so I think ultimately the media, society, all this stuff, and this is maybe getting a little too big for us. But they're responding to the public. I don't think it's the other way around. The public wants it in that way. And I, I think... don't think the public knows what they want. I think the public could the public will want whatever the media at this point, social it, whatever we hand them, they'll want at this point, I think. And that's my point is that society's not the, the, the public is not dictating to the media. You give us the, the fake story anytime. Like, they want whatever we give them is what they'll consume. Right. And the problem is nobody is standing up going, guys, hey, whoa, whoa. Like, let's slow down here let's for a minute, all right? You don't think it's all been dumbed down a bit, Joe? Oh, it's head shaking. So Absolutely head shaking. Did we get right. stupider and sillier because all we're doing is staring at Facebook and our video games? How would you like to be Joe Judge? Joe Judge, you get the news of a lifetime. You're 38 right. years old. You're a head coach in the NFL, and you've had zero reason to celebrate. Zero. That's Why? Because right. we've already we've already signed, sealed, and delivered that you're, you're a giant yep. waste. No, I, that I agree with. And even when I was talking about the African-American coaches, I was like, this yeah. is not on Joe Judge. He no. could be great. I'm not saying it about him. Same way, Joe, like Daniel Jones got booed at Yankee Stadium or Madison Square mm -hmm. Garden, remember, right after he got drafted. You know, yep. that had nothing to do with Daniel Jones. That had to do with the whole perception around him of if That's he correct. was worth where he got picked and all that. Yeah, Daniel Jones was a 19-year-old uh, a kid going to, going to the NFL. Right. It had nobody had him. made a big deal of him right. prior when he was picked. Everyone's like, so the media construct of it all made was he worth there it or go. not, right? Yep. And we had already yep. prejudged that. And so yep. that's why even Joe saying like, when I'm talking about the black coaches, it's not Joe Judge's fault. No, no, it's not. Everybody else. It's just it's disheartening to me, Joe. It's yes. Disappointing. And it's you ridiculous. Know? It's it's ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. So, you're right. Nope. You know, I'm all for best man for the job, but give everyone a shot. That's all I'm saying. Yep. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
golf betting on demand. If there is any concern about Sungjae, it, it is his irons. His irons are not the best part of his game. He was a slightly positive iron player last year, but this year he's a little bit better. Only four measured rounds. He's already outpacing his um, his start to last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. And in unofficial events, like when we've seen him play at the President's Cup where we don't have strokes gain data, for example, um, he was really impressive there. Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network. All right, guys, time to get on the grid. Make sure you find us on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Subscribe, follow us, and, of course, get all the fantasy and sports wagering uh, advice all day, all the time. Everything that you need to be profitable can be found at the Sports Grid Network. Just hit that uh, little uh, bell in the upper right-hand corner and get notified. Never, ever miss an episode here on the network. And, of course, make sure you're telling us on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And... Listen, we told you, 56 college hoops games tonight. Got a couple of NHL games, nine NBA games, getting ready for an NFL weekend, national championship still. Plenty of opportunities for you guys to finally get that account set up over at FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book after all. Take your shot. Now would be a great time of year to do it. Start off 2020. Head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid and get yourself a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's right. You can get a free bet, $500, right now if you open up a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. And point spreads, game totals, props, whether it be parlays, in-game wagering, college and pro sports, all available to you, putting you in control. You just got to go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid today, open that account, claim that free wager of up to 500 bucks. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. So what we do have here now, obviously, with uh, once the shock and awe of it all uh, comes down, we do have one team remaining that has a couple of interviews uh, still to uh, figure yeah. out, and they hope to have a head coach by Saturday, being the Cleveland Browns. And we talked about uh, of course, Jim Schwartz uh, going today. Uh, we are still going to have the uh, the Vikings coordinator go in there. And then, of course, Josh Daniels. He'll be the last interview of the Browns on Friday. And uh, it remains to be seen. I can't even speculate as to what the Browns are going to do. I do know that uh, they have um, a very significant uh, player in uh, baseball that is going to make that decision, apparently, uh, in yes. uh, Podesta. But... Uh, okay, not a problem, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speculate as to the direction they're going to go. If I was uh, De Podesta, and given what I know about the Cleveland Browns and that organization and how they performed once you got rid of Hugh Jackson and put a tough-nosed, respectable guy that put some law and art and some structure in the building in Greg Williams, I saw what you got out of the most talented group of guys, uh, at least one of the most talented groups on paper in the league. They got Jim Schwartz coming in, and there are reports that he is certainly high on the list, and I get it. I absolutely get it because, again, he took over the impossible job of an 0-6 and 6 team, um, you know, Detroit team back in the day, Dane. We talked right. about it. Impossible, impossible. And, you know, that's how they got Stafford, and he had a rookie right. quarterback. And when he left, there was, prior to when he got there, I can tell you this about him and that uh, that Lions team. There was nobody 
win or lose, going into to play Detroit, thinking they weren't going to be severely hurting the next day. He brought a toughness there. Sometimes, you know, he had a hard time figuring out where the line was, but what defensive guy doesn't? But they were pushovers. They they were laughable prior to him uh, taking that job. And when he left, they were, um, you know, they might not have been great in far winning games, but you'd be damned they'd ever quit. They were tough. They were, So he brought that kind of structure there. And I do think, listen, you don't need another Dubois for Baker Mayfield, guys. You don't right. need – you can still get that – if you pick the right OC and the right guys, he was never better last year in his two years in the league. He was never better than when he was when they had kitchens and you had, you know, you had that side of the ball and you had a guy leading the men at the front of the room and Greg Williams, who they respected and all the crap that they were allowed to get away with all went out the window and they became football players and professionals. I, to me, that's the guy you got to go with. Whoever that might be, they did the 49ers guy. I know they got, I don't, I'm not saying that'd be Schwartz. It's got to be that type of guy. Just don't assume because you have a young quarterback, it's got to be an offensive minded guy. No, no, it doesn't. That doesn't, you can still get that in the right coordinator. You need somebody to control the room, you need someone to control the team. Too much talent, not enough discipline on that team. Uh, I think the answer is fairly simple. The direction they got to go, although I have no idea which way they'll go. It's the Browns, after all. Yeah, that makes some sense, Joe. You know, they need an adult in the room, right? That's, in essence, what it is. When you hear the stuff coming out from Baker and Odell and Jarvis, and yeah. it clearly spiraled out of control last year, right? And you kind of even knew that going in, Joe. Right? I keep on going back, Joe, to in training camp or during the preseason, when Kitchens gave that interview about like people leaking to the media and he was like, we'll fire them. You know, right. that that to me was such a signal that I don't want to say he was in over his head, but like that his approach uh, of like kind of being just the player's guy and like us against the world and we're, that 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 was not the right approach for him and that mm -hmm. what they needed. I keep on saying was like there's more adult in the room, right? They needed to cultivate the development of Baker and actually have someone out in front that wasn't going to let this team read their headlines or start smelling themselves as preseason darlings, Baker in 18 commercials, that sort of thing, right? And so that is the kind of they had that more respected Williams. experience. Yeah, yep. they had that, yep. you know, the more respected, experienced uh, NFL level coordinator with head coaching yep. experience. I think that is the right direction for this kind of slapstick, you know, organization we've seen over yeah. the last couple of years. Is Deepa Desta though? What's his formal role right now, right? Because Dorsey was the GM. I know Potesta was on the staff as like a consultant, maybe or stuff, and he may be handling the coaching higher. But is he going to be the GM, like? What's going on in terms of the GM in that job? Because, listen, Ron Rivera only took Washington after he knew Bruce Allens was out of the damn way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if I was one of these candidates, whether it's Schwartz, McDaniels, anyone else they dig up under a rock, I'd ask them back, like, what's the deal with the GM situation? Well, it's quite obvious the who won the power struggle between Dorsey sure. and Deepa Dest. Deep Podesta right. wins. Um, he got his way. So, really, he's the guy. He's the guy that's going to call the shots. So, whoever hires here, it's one of two things. He's either going to give him a chance to hire uh, his own gen – you know, his the coach is going to have his say in the GM, or he's going to kind of be that – although Report none of the guys Podesta. that are left 
I think are even in that position to be able to handle that. We got to stop right. pretending like Bill Belichick's grow on trees. They don't. You know, he's very unique from that standpoint, sure. being able to do the job of everybody. Uh, so he's going to bring in who I, but the question is, if I'm a head coach, do I get a say in the guy I'm going to work with? I would love that. It seems to be the way now, you know, with Adam Gase and others, right. let's get the guy we want in the head coaching job and let's together come up with, uh, you know, come up with something that way. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. As long as you feel you have the right guy to me as the head coach, uh, and take it but from it there. And that seems to be the, the way candidate. they're going to go. When they're yeah. going through the interview process, the candidate right. has to know that, you know, yeah. at least. It's yeah. either like, oh, and then we're going to consult with you and we're going to make sure you guys are on the same right. page, blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. like in this case, oh, no, you'll be – if I'm deep Podesta, it's like, no, no, you're reporting to me. You know, right. yeah. at least it just needs to be clear uh, yeah. when you're going to take any job, right, Joe? You got to know kind of what the structure is. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to give him a shot, and I think that's going to be important, but even the guys that are mentioned here – Listen, we saw what George happened McDaniels. there with Josh McDaniels is 32 years old. We have seen example, and I get why a lot of people, even Freddie Kitchens is the latest example, right? No experience as a head coach. In, this is the National Football League. Uh, but I don't see – the difference is I don't see – I never saw Freddie Kitchens as a leader of men. I right. never saw a guy that would – he was never right. the kind of guy I think that if he walked into a room, Dane, with – you and a bunch of uh, like we would probably you know he'd be like excuse me guys can i and we you know we'd probably not stop talking yeah um i will say this everything and i mean everything we are hearing about joe judge is he is a no nonsense no cut he is a guy that commands attention when he he had to have knocked that interview guys out of the park for them to have even considered it for the, you're talking about the number one media market in the world. They knew the Maras are not morons. He had to think about that Dane. He had to have crushed that interview and commanded the room. And if you can do that with billionaire owners, um, you're off to a pretty good start. I think a foundation of being a leader of millionaire men, uh, in a locker room who are laying it out on the line. So if it's the one thing that I've heard consistently about him, he ain't messing around. Like he is not a guy to be messed with. And he is a guy that lets, you know, he's going to bring it. Uh, weren't we saying the same crap about Harbaugh though? Like when the Ravens hired him out of nowhere as a special teams guy, it wasn't Tomlin. Yeah. You know, like, just, sure. It doesn't mean that because he wasn't there, just because Matt Rule won a temple, doesn't mean he's going to win 11 football games in the NFL, guys. No, absolutely, Joe. And that's what I'm saying. With all the stuff I was saying before, it's not I, – I do not know – honestly, I don't know squad douche about Joe Judge. I really don't. Right. Okay? Right. So because of that, it would also be hypocritical for me to prejudge him. Okay? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that – from a PR standpoint, it doesn't move the needle. I can tell you all that, but I'm not going to tell you that this man is in over his head or that he's not a fit for the job. I don't know that. I honestly don't. What I can say is that, you know, it when you know what the Giants needed from the PR standpoint of it all, this does not necessarily check that box, but it ain't about the PR standpoint. See right. Daniel Jones, like I said. They're going right? to get the back they're going to get the back page regardless. It's anyway, the right. Yeah. What does what is weird to me though, Joe, is like he was the wide receivers coach in yeah. New England. It's not like it's not like they had a good wide receiver group. We were talking all year about how the wide receivers in New England left a lot to be desired, right? And so my question really is 
how much stock do you put into this like coaching tree? Right, because the only the lead sentence of any report will be that he's a Belichick and a Saban disciple, right? Yep. And I know that that gets you a lot of credit, but how much is it deserved? Yep, yep. It's a good question, and we'll, we'll tackle that coming up because right. we'll look at the Belichick Saban tree, the tree, and right? See if we can deduct something from it and uh, figure out what direction we're going to go here. We'll do and that. Should coming that get you points or not? Yep, on the grid, sports grid. Dot com. Let's make it rain, people. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. National championship game coming your way Monday. It's an all-Tiger affair as you got LSU getting ready to take on Clemson. Number one, number three at this point, and uh, the money is continuing to roll in on this game. It will, in fact, be uh, the biggest bet national championship game of all, and maybe, you know, maybe they're on to something. That little extra that little extra dayage and uh, weekage, the way it fell down, that only allows more money and more bets to come rolling in on it. And uh, you're really going to start to hear it ramped up. I'll tell you the latest splits coming up here, guys, because it's pretty eye-opening here. Uh, another line drawn in the sand between uh, between the public and the professional bettors here. We'll tell you how it falls out. But, you know, I have a theory, Dan, I want to run by you about this Belichick coaching tree uh, stigma here. And the stigma is, of course, guys, that Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time, uh, his coaching tree his disciples not great uh crap in fact although right. i still think that the judge the jury is out on you know i so far i'm pretty vrabel. impressed with what brian flores did down here in uh in, in miami i think vrabel also could be cutting that mold but i i sure. get it i get it because everyone loves andy reed andy reed's had you know his disciples very you know all these guys have had success and but i Thinking about why is it? Why is it the guys like Josh McDaniel and everyone else that's ever left Bill Belichick don't have any success? Number one, as far as Joe Judge goes, I love a guy that, from a special teams perspective, Dane, and that's where he spent the bulk of his career. You guys mm-hmm. got to understand, special teams coaches deal with the entire team. Right. They are. You've got the guys backups. on offense and the got guys defense. The <laughs> they know the That's entire right. roster better than mm-hmm. the head coaches in many situations. Certainly better than what Freddie Kitchens knew. The offense the the special teams right. guy is responsible for the entire roster. They know him. He knows them. And more importantly, he knows their abilities better than anybody yep. else. So from that standpoint, there's a reason why Harbaugh and Tomlin are as good as they are, guys, with special teams backgrounds. That's important, number one. But number yeah. two, the Andy Reeds of the world are guys that there's two types of coaches, right, in the NFL. There's the 
I'm really good at one thing. So this is what I'm going to do as a head coach. I'm going to concentrate on this, and I'm going to hire a coordinator that's going to do that. And, uh, you know, Adam Gase, uh, uh, Sean McVay comes to mind, right? They are very good at one thing, right? They Very, very good, and they've had success doing it. The problem with Bill Belichick is he's an outlier from the standpoint of nobody. There's only one Bill Belichick. will only be one Bill Belichick. There is nobody in the league that can be general manager, offensive, special teams, defensive guy. Bill Belichick during a game can walk into any huddle at any particular part of the sideline, take it over and game plan and and what he says goes. And he's got, you know, 27 Super Bowls to show you he can the problem is when you learn under that, Dane, if you're not Bill Belichick exactly. and you try and take what you learned exactly. to the next, you, you're going to fail because exactly. there's only one Bill Belichick. Not Nobody can do what Bill Belichick did, but understand that these guys came from that, no nonsense, but their, their limitations, they haven't figured out what they are yet. I still exactly. hold that hope for Matt Patricia because I think he's learning what his limitations are. Head coaching in the NFL in 2020, guys, make doesn't nobody cares if you're an X's and O's guys. Being a head coach in the NFL is about delegating. It's about putting people in a position to succeed, including yourself and knowing what your limitations are. You've got to be number one, a leader of among men. That room has got to look you and love you. But at the same time, if you're not a defensive guy, that's it. Then go. If if you are a guy that loves to call offensive plays, but you know what? Other things suffer if I'm spending all my time. Then hire yourself the right offensive coordinator. You know, Adam Gase and these kinds of guys. Know your limitations. I just don't know the guys. They're kind of, it's great to have been with Bill Belichick, but let's be reasonable. They're kind of behind the eight ball there, aren't they? Yes. Yes, Joe, I agree with you on this, okay? So I was going to think the same thing. One of the things you said about Freddie Kitchens in the last segment was you never saw him as a leader of men, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've said that about other, you know, quarterbacks have to have that a little bit as well, which is part of why I thought Jameis Winston was never going to take that step because I don't see him as the leader of men. We talk about certain teams that when it goes off the rails, you know, can they get it back? And that's what you need. Right. So let's call that the leader of men characteristic. Okay, you're right. They may know all the X's and O's under an apprenticeship under Bill Belichick. Right. But. To your point, Joe, because you are also under the the monarchy, the dictatorship, the fiefdom of Bill Belichick, right? It's only one voice. We're on to Cincinnati, you know, whatever it is. And you have to kind of walk behind that. And that's fine with the Patriots. That's the way they do it. But what that means is, to your point, Joe, if you're one of these coaches in that tree, you don't have a full-on opportunity to sharpen that yourself because Mm -hmm. you are a passenger on the Bill Belichick plane on that, right? And so then when you get the job, you may be part of a good culture or an X's and O's, guys, right? But all that other stuff, the interpersonal relationship, the leadership aspects, you haven't had to fully take that on because Bill's presence is so big that you don't have to kind of develop that part of your coaching resume just yet. 
because the Belichick voice is so big and so undisputed, just walk behind it. So then they still have to develop that. And I think you're right, Joe. Coaching these days, we talk about the millennial athlete, the short-term attention span, the clickbait. The coaching job is more and more being that kind of player's guy, leader of men, culture builder. And you can outsource the X's and O's to your coordinators. Yes, and it's important that you do because, listen, Sean McVay right. is a great offensive mind, guys, but he don't know he, he knows nothing about defense. Um, right. And there lies the other problem, too, with, like, Adam Gase. You, if you have a disconnect with a head coach because he's so one-sided, I, this is what I do well, and doesn't take the time to get to know the other side right. of the ball and is limited that, there comes a whole nother set of problems in, in that. I mean, Bill Belichick is a guy, it's like a restaurant owner, right? Uh, if the chef doesn't show up, can you go in the back and cook? Uh, if he doesn't, and if your answer is no, close the damn doors, you're done, right? So it's Belichick tough. is a guy that can cook, he can do the dishes, he can right. he can make the That's great. <laughs> it doesn't exist, Dane. It, even Andy Reid, to his credit, listen, Andy Reid is a great offensive mind. I wouldn't sure. ever look at Andy Reid and say, the guy had... You know, the guy at Jim Johnny had one of the best goddamn defensive minds ever in the game. Know who you are and know what your limitations. And I think that's a learning process. But I can tell you this, uh, if you learn from that and think you're going to implement that and be that, uh, you're going to fail nine times out of ten. Yeah, you have to fail. actually be that, and you don't yeah. know yet if you have those you chops to have men exactly. respond to you in that way yet. Yep. Where was right. Freddie Kitchen's mistake? The first thing Freddie Kitchen should have done was relinquish the offensive play calling duties. That's the first thing he should have done is gave somebody else the opportunity to run right. the offense. But again, ego, Dane, that's the other thing. These guys start believing their own height, which to me is the biggest thing with Matt Rule. It's the biggest negative, and it's also the biggest wild card. You just got bought out for $6 million at Baylor, dude. You are right. now the first coach ever to come into the league on a uh, on a first time basis and get 9 million dollars a year is he going to believe the hype is he i mean what does he going to know his limitations yeah you won 10 games at temple yeah so did so what what does that got to do with anything to do in the NFL there's a lot still to be determined with a lot of these guys but to your point judging them without having seen it one way or the other is ridiculous, but I do love that Joe Judge was a special teams guy because that means he's already ahead of the curve because he knows everybody on a roster, everybody, and he understands how to relate to them, which is also extremely important. Yeah, and 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 to me, it's also key the special teams. That's where you got get guys numbers twenty three through fifty three on the roster. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important also. You know, I make the point all the time, like Ted Williams was a really bad hitting coach. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because he he couldn't apply. He couldn't understand how people would struggle. You know, it was so natural and easy to him. So a special teams coach is dealing with backups, dealing with guys that are fighting for their paycheck. Not the superstars. Where do you think the hands team plays? So, So that guy may be able to empathize 
with the yep. more average NFL player. And that's yep. where you win your championships, right? Everyone's got Correct. their stars and they got to perform, but it's depth. It's about the guys 23 to 53. So that that is helpful. I buy that, that special teams is an right. interesting entry point, especially when we look at this one side of the ball, outsourcing the coordinators, the play in calling. In this generation of player. In that time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I do agree with that. And you're right, Joe. We can't prejudge them. I just know it's not moving the needle on the back page of the damn papers here today, but that's not what Gettleman should care about. I get that. Correct. Yep. With, with Rule and Carolina, we'll know a lot, right, Joe, with the coordinators he hires. Mm-hmm. Does he want to keep certain duties or what have you? You know, with some of these head coaches also, they don't understand other things. Like Todd Bowles, when he was with the Jets, horrible in terms of like two-minute warning, clock management, instant replay stuff. These are things you don't deal with as a coordinator, right? The overarching kind of game management is other Mm -hmm. things you have to grow and develop. It's a different skill set. Joe, with Carolina, how do you think Cam Newton feels about this hire? I think Cam's already gone. I don't think he cares one way or the other. I, I, Tepper's not paying a guy nine million dollars to okay. to bring back a uh, off. Not because listen, he's and starting from scratch. He Tepper. Rule that right. Rule Tepper knows that already. Starting, right? right. Tepper is starting from scratch, and I'm okay. sure the conversations he had with him is not going to include a you know a 30 year old uh, you know a guy that that would be the story as opposed to Matt Rule and the organization. Christian McCaffrey is the face of that organization now moving forward. Matt Rule's right there, and it's been great, Cam. We love you. I didn't draft you. You're not on my – you know what I mean? It's time to move on. So I I don't think anything uh, – I don't even think he's got to think about it. I think it's been let known that, yeah, we're, we're moving on from Cam, so this draft, we might actually be in the market for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and but that would not surprise that. me at all. Doesn't the entire NFL then know that? And aren't they going to get less of a return then for Cam? I don't know if they know that yet. I, to me, that's that's what I would do. Sure, but, but that's why they have to play it, right? They have to talk about it. That's where I get into this smoke screen, like the draft and free right. agency. Because right. you're right. You know, if it's a fit, if everyone knows that Cam's gone, then I ain't offering you a third round pick for him. You know right. what I mean? But I also think a lot of that has to do with what Cam wants and. You know, is Cam willing to go, I want to be a part of this rebuild. I want to be a part of this thing. And I'd be, well, you know, struck or is Cam going, listen, I want $30 million a year to the next team that I go. Then it's. I agree with you, though, Joe, just like Cliff Kingsbury last year, we knew it was Kyla Murray. And I'm sure as hell they discussed that already. The plan was in place with the hire. I'm sure that rule and Tepper know what they're going to do. And quite frankly, that rule gave Tepper the answer on it that he wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. In order to make the hire. Yep. All I'm saying is it, it then becomes like a Kawhi Leonard situation where how do you get maximum return if everyone knows you got to move them? Um, so I think it's going to be that that cam situation now is going to be interesting. Similar to like and you also just created a boatload. You know, I get what he wanted to do. He wanted to make it so Rule couldn't say no. And even though Rule did try to, to convince the Giants. But guys, here are the names at the top of the salary list in the NFL coaching-wise. Belichick, Reed, Sean Payton, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Matt Rule. Hey. And there's what only $3 million dollars like separating the top guy from Matt Rule. Hey, if I'm Matt Rule, all you got to do is say yes. Like, it's yeah. his if fault. I'm Andy say Reed. yes. <laughs> 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Oh, yeah, we got ourselves a little uh, national championship uh, game coming up on Monday, all about the Tigers. And I will say this, the numbers and the money and the bets, man, are they rolling in in this game. And they are rolling into the point of both the side and total in this game. And the numbers are pretty staggering here, guys, because um, eight out of ten bets, eight out of every ten bets, guys, is on LSU right now. Wow. It's been like that. For a uh, since really since it opened up, so you have got roughly eighty percent of the bets, along with close to ninety percent of the money, Dane, uh, coming in on LSU in this one. And yet we continue to see this number hover around five and a half. What's FanDuel holding steady at? Five and a half, five. So where are they at? We are at five and a half, sixty-nine and a half as your total. Yeah, so it did move the six at some times, uh, at some places, but again, it was immediately bet back down uh, from that. So there is a clear line in the sand here, guys. There is the public darling and recency bias of LSU that is just driving guys to the window. The recreational money is at an all-time high, but the reason that line ain't going back to six or six and a half, given that kind of discrepancy, eight out of every 10 bets, then is coming to LSU. Um, there are the a money. number of respected betters then, obviously, with some money that are keeping that line thing. And you got, listen, the, if you don't think that line was overinflated to begin with, you don't think the books understood the love that Joe, but all you guys have talked about in the, all we've heard in the, in the media in the yeah. world was Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy, Joe Burrow, LSU, Ed Ogeron. And nobody's paying any attention to the team that's won 30 games straight, the quarterback that's won 25 straight, that's defending right. national champions. And oh, yeah, they're getting five and a half points. I know. I mean, tell both- me where the value is. You I'm tell me where the value is. It's funny, Joe, because we're going to have to talk about this game for another full week, right? And and we agree on this game, right? So you're going to be – I would say the same thing. Trevor yep. Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney are undefeated together. I, it's the most I'll take points with them. Sure. It is Give the me some points. Joe Burrow could be a one-year wonder, guys. Ever. Could be a this, year isn't, wonder. this isn't Boise State versus LSU. That's it's right. that lopsided, though. It's That's that right. lopsided in the betting. I'll wait until he gets the stick, then. I'll wait. 